Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. Um, on today's show, we're going to be looking ahead to Cavan Horlers taking on Leitrim in the first round of the Allianz Hurling League. We've got um, an interview coming up with the Hurling manager, Michael Carr, ahead of the game. Game throws in 2 o'clock in Ballyconnell on Sunday. Uh, we're also going to be having a brief discussion about the new Cavan on the 20s manager, John Brady, and his backroom team he's put in place. And we can reveal the big news is Crush Law have nailed down their manager and their management team. A few surprises in there, but we'll bring that to you later on in the podcast. Speaking of surprises, if you want to hear later on tonight, hopefully around 11 o'clock, we will have the Cavan team first on our Diehards podcast. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan, uh, where we'll be revealing the Cavan team sometime around 11 o'clock. As soon as it comes to us, we'll be recording the podcast and sticking it out straight away that's only for your diehard Cavan supporters so if you're wishy-washy there's no point in going to get that team there as always I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick sports editor with the Anglo Celt the only man in Cavan that knows more about what's going on around the county than me Paul I know about 10% of what you know <laughs> what's going on around the county and I only tell you 10% <laughs> of what I know <laughs> um, uh, starting off with the Horlers great to see back up again um, they're back in full swing. At the end of last season, I remember speaking to Michael Carr, and he said that you know the important thing for development of Horland was that they got extra games. That the players now, when they go away from the county setup, that they'll get extra games. They've definitely got the extra games. Possibly could have got one more, but we'll not go down that road. Um, but they've, they, it seems to have developed more of a panel. I think the panel has been strengthened up from players within the county. The Carneys have committed. Um, Hugh Briard is is back in. He was away travelling. Apparently, another addition, as he says in in the interview here. So it's it's good to see. It looks like numbers are increasing of yeah. available players. Yeah, Kevin Carney, father of the two Carney lads you're talking about. Um, he did an interview with Michael Carr, the manager, this week in the Celt, and he was making the point that that they're not going to get ahead of themselves this year because he said. I read out the quote. He said. Um, the decision to to again enter the National League for the first time in 11 years in 2017 gave everyone involved in Cavan Hurling a lift. Although progress was made in that first year back, I think too many in the camp last year thought that with the year under our belts, things would progress that bit faster. And maybe we were guilty of looking towards the Championship, as in the Laurie Mara Cup, and not focusing on just the next game. That won't happen this year. We'll be, <coughs> excuse me. We'll be strictly taking one game at a time, and for us, it's all about getting a good start in the league with a good result against Leitrim in the first round. We've learned from last year and we'll be putting our best foot forward at all times. So that's very interesting. Last year there was a real sense around the team that they, they felt they could go and win the Laurie Maher Cup. Mm. And possibly they were getting a bit ahead of themselves in their first year back without having played a huge amount of club hurling even. Yeah. So like they're bound to have come on you know, immeasurably since last year now with all the hurling they've played since. 
You'd imagine <coughs> so. Like it, 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 it has been take it back even to the summer of 2016, and there was one game of hurling in the county, mm. and from that point, 2017 saw them enter the league. Saw them enter, obviously Laurie Maher, and then a, a championship within Cavan that saw every team get three games. You know, so and then on top of that, I know Mullerhorn went over and played um, against or played in the Leitrim league as well so there's there's a huge amount of extra hurling done and then they get back into pre-season training before christmas and all of a sudden the the number of times the lads have picked up the stick has been multiplied so it's mm. it, it should bode well for them again though they're going to be up against it with Leitrim. zach maridy is the one name not just because the name stands out but I've seen him play a hurler and he is a, a fabulous hurler he's going to take a lot of watching on Sunday it's, it's important and Clement Conniff is the free taker and he's yeah. deadly anywhere within, inside 65-70 metres yeah so uh, Cavan are going to have to have to show that improvement to beat Leitrim in that first game it's going to be a difficult enough start but I presume Sean Keating is out he picked up a bad injury before Christmas I think was the yeah. cruciate yeah. so he'd be a loss because he was shaping up very well, well from that he was year. actually their top scorer throughout the league last year yeah so you he's going so. to be a loss but look they're going to be stronger um, again you, you mentioned it briefly the very unsatisfactory ending to the county championship last year with the county final not being played mm. it was t- terrible after such a positive year it kind of ended on a negative note so um if they can get a win now it'll definitely bring back a lot of positivity to the thing it should do well, I caught up with the Cavan manager Michael Carr during the week looking back to last year I suppose the league didn't go quite to plan I suppose though there was a big shift in the culture last year of putting in a huge effort and, and maybe it took its toll has there been a different approach this year to the pre-season uh, the approach hasn't been much different no look last year was a lot of the lads first year really training at that level for, for County Hurling so um no, the, the effort and trend has been the same this year. Just look at last year, by the time the league was over, we were only really finding out our, our real team. And I think that showed and when we got to championship time, we were a different animal, really. When we got to championship, we were really competitive in all championship games. So, um, no, we've kept trend the same. And the lads, most of the lads are here this year. We're here last year as well, so they know what, what it's about. And they're all buying into it very well this year. Yeah, looking back on it, as you said, the, the league continuously improved last year and you could see picking up the, the win at the end of the league led into confidence for the championship. At the end of the, last year's campaign, you were talking about getting more Horland for the lads and that was going to be vital. I think from talking to a few of them, there has been a good bit more Horland played over the summer. There has been a bit more Horland, yeah. There was four senior teams in the club championship this year, which they played a round-robin system. So lads got a lot more Horland this year with club than they did and the other year and it led up into nearly the starting back of county training so lads have really been hurling all year so their touch is a lot better this year coming into training and it, it can sh- we've seen it on the training field that things are a lot better this year than we were at the start last year yeah, Looking ahead this weekend um, Leitrim coming to Ballyconnell Sunday in um, Sunday in the first round I suppose the, the name most people are synonymous with in Leitrim is Zach Marady have you a plan to stop him? Oh we have a plan yeah look at we, he, he caused a lot of trouble against us last year in the league um, but no, we've a we've a plan in mind this year for him, so we'll see how that goes come Sunday. And looking at your own end on on the attacking end of the field, Sean Keaton is going to be a big loss for you out out with a cruciate knee injury. Um, who's going to take the mantle there? He was your top scorer, I think, last year in the league. Yeah, Sean is a big loss this year. He's he's one of our our best forwards there last year. But no, we've we've a few new new lads in this year. We've few Briarty and we've two Carneys in from Coot Hill who are well able to hurl and they're they're going well in training. So we've a 
few plans up our sleeves for them as well. So we'll see how things go. And how important is the league? I know obviously championship is to be all and end all for everybody, but how, how, how important would it be to get a few wins in this league? Oh, yeah, we need to get a few wins in the league just for confidence alone for lads to, to know, like last year in the championship, I think it was only by the last game they knew actually how good they were when they bet Sligo and Sligo went on to win the championship. But uh, one or two good results in the league, I think, will give them plenty of confidence going on to championship time, and that's when we want to be ready. Yeah, look, just looking at the league group and um, Longford, Fermanagh, uh, Leitrim and the last one Sligo is it or can't take it who, who Sligo, the last yeah, one Sligo, Sligo it is yeah. so who, who would be favourites coming out of it I think Longford will be, be favourites after coming down last year from division from 2 from 3 3A or yeah, 3A, yeah, 3A yeah. yeah yeah so I think they'll be the favourites they'll be the strong should be the strongest team and look at Leitrim Leitrim got to the league final last year That's right, yeah. so they could have won it so they could have so they're going to be strong as well um, especially with their carry lads, they're only, they're only back now. They got to the All Ireland Club Juniors uh, semi final, like, so they're training all year round. They'll be, they'll be good as well, like, so we're still quietly confident going into Sunday that we, we have a good chance of, of taking them Sunday. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed, best of luck in it, and, and hopefully a few wins in the league will lead into more confidence and, and better hurling. As well, of course, yeah, definitely. We'll roll on for the championship then. Kieran Callahan Electrical. Shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone 049-43-3011. It's an interesting enough point he makes where saying that, you know, last year was the first year that the lads had done any sort of county-like training. And, you know, it, it may have took its toll, but by the time the league started, it's such a body of work done that maybe they, they just burst you know, but this year it seems to be the lads are, are almost used to what is needed for a pre-season, and and he seems to think they're in a better position than they were last year. Mm. Yeah, but look, at, he, he's right, and it's like what he said to the Celt as well. They'll have learned lessons in every sense. They'll have come on physically, but they'll have got used to it. Like it's a big shock to the system if you're coming from only playing a handful of club matches in a year to going in and. and training hard and they were training mm-hmm. hard last year yeah. and playing regular games against higher quality opposition it's going to be a shock to the system uh, in every sense not just in terms of your skills and everything else it's just going to be your body wouldn't be used to going through that sort of effort all the time so um, that in in that sense that's going to stand to them greatly as well yeah definitely game throws in 2 o'clock Sunday in Ballyconnell if you're not heading west we expect you to go a little bit west of, of, of the county anyway and go over to Ballyconnell. It would be great to see a good support coming out. And I suppose there is a, a good hurling tradition down around the west of Cav and Dahi Neary will be dragging people out by the ears to, to come and watch that one. So we wish the lads the very best of luck and we'll have reaction to the game on next week's podcast here on wearecavan.com. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details.
News broke during the week there. Well, on Monday night, it was confirmed at the county board meeting that John Brady, the Rammer United man, has been confirmed as the under-20s manager. Um, I suppose it's natural progression. He he took these lads at under-16, won Jerry Riley, took them at minor, got to an All-Ireland semi-final. Now he's getting the opportunity to take them at, at under-20s level and... You, you, nobody can begrudge him it. He deserves his chance. Yeah, it's. It, I suppose it's, it's. It's going to be tricky coming in late. They, mm. It is. It is a late start. We're at the end of January now, but I know he's hit the ground running already. But um, he's probably going to be playing catch up for a few weeks. But I mean, his his record is good. Like even last year, with with what wasn't the greatest minor team last year, they still had a great great win against uh, Derry. Derry. Brilliant win against Derry, and which is one of the highlights of the year on the football scene and went on and beat Fermanagh and ordinarily they would have been in the Ulster final but mm. the, just the way the system w- was changed and it, le- it left that Monaghan got a second chance Monaghan and Derry were probably the two best teams in it both would have been gone um, as both it, proved in the end that they were the yeah they were the two best teams in it but I, I still think Cavan he he probably got it, got as much as he could out of that Cavan minor team last year like ran up against a very strong Monaghan in the yeah. semi-final of it so I mean I think he deserves his chance and Wish him the best of luck. On paper, he's got a very good team. He might lose a few players to the seniors, but there should be still a good a good base of a good panel there. Yeah, yeah. Like his backroom team is Louis Lyons uh, from Bally His, who was with him at minor, and I think Noel Riley as well was with him um, with the under-17s last year. Neville O'Donnell, who'd done the training, is with them as well, which is great to see. P- great reports about Neville as a coach. Um, he is Andre Quinn, who's now the county board strength and conditioning so he'll be that's the that's the one name we're going to see across under 20s now this year not under 17s I don't think because the appointment of the manager there was done before his appointment or something so there may be but in the future Andre Quinn will be over all of the uh, the, the strength and conditioning for all of Cavan teams we're hoping actually to get Andre on the podcast at some stage in the near future just to, to introduce himself to the people at Cavan and um, Kieran Fitzpatrick, who people will remember, was coordinator and selector with um, with Cavan on the twenty ones under Terry Highland and and Peter Riley. So a, a world of experience there as well. He's back in the fold. So great, great experience there to bring back Kieran Fitzpatrick. So good, a really good backroom team put together. Absolutely, yeah. Look, it's it's great. Uh, fingers crossed. Now, like it seemed at under twenty one level, at one point it seemed like the, their success is never going to end and. This year now we haven't been successful in that grade. Um, well, under twenty one slash under twenty now since we since we lost to a last minute goal against Donegal in twenty fifteen. So no twenty yeah twenty fifteen twenty sixteen no wins twenty seventeen one win twenty eighteen no wins yeah so like it's it's yeah, uh, one win four years yeah now I I as far as I know the system has changed it's in the group format this year. Yeah, I thought I heard that as I well. I couldn't find anything on the Ulster Council website no, about it. But I. I, but that is the case as far as I'm aware. Okay. So yeah. it was di- it was difficult last year. If you look at last year, um, Kevin Darren's and Marty Clark, they had prepared the team very well, and seemingly they had gone and played Kildare, who went on and won the All Ireland twice, twice, and, and were more than a match for them. We're beating mm. them in challenge games, but that competition last year was probably the only remaining competition in the GA that was a, that was a knockout. Yeah, straight knockout, bar a couple of county championships. Even the Sigerson Cup is a backdoor now. Yeah. So like Cavan were just caught cold on the day and they suffered, mm. so which was a pity. But 
That's the breaks. That's the breaks you get, yeah. So, yeah, we wish John Brady and Co. the, the very best of luck. And as you said, they've already hit the ground running and would have been in contact with, with some players. So it won't be long before he pulls his panel together and, and, and gets everybody working. So we'll try and maybe catch up with John Brady in the coming weeks. Um, as we go there, it's Friday afternoon here. And tonight, which kind of came under the radar a wee bit, I, I didn't get a lot of notification on it, but... The Ulster convention is in the Hotel Kilmore tonight. And we knew this was coming, but I just didn't know when exactly it was happening. But Oliver Galligan is set to be ratified as the president of the Ulster Council for the coming... Is, is three-year term, isn't it? Or Yeah, it's a three-year three term. term, yeah. So great great to see you and a massive, a massive congratulations to Oliver for, uh, for getting... Getting to the top of the pile, I suppose, but he's he's going to be uncontested, I believe, in, in tonight's convention. Yeah, there often isn't a isn't a contest for the president's position. The way it works in Ulster Council, a lot of officials come in and they work through a few positions. So, like the likes of Aegon Farrell would have would have come in as treasurer or PRO and kind of went through all the positions, yeah. officerships, and ended up as as president. Interestingly, Ulster is the only county that still calls the chairman the president yeah. as well. Uh, same in the handball as well, of which I'm the secretary for my sins. But, um, and the, the other one is Declan Woods, of course. He's in a contest for PRO. He was beaten before us by Michael Gagan, our man, who was born in Cavan. That's right. So hopefully Declan will get the job because when he was PRO in Cavan, he was voted PRO of the year nationally. Yeah. He was exceptionally good PRO. Yeah, he's and a really, a really good fella. Yeah, it'd be great, great to see two of the... Of the um the board or two of the, the the active positions, I suppose, being Cavan men, a chairman or president, and uh, and PRO. The also council are facing a big cha- a big um, challenging situation, I suppose, because this case in Park thing, um, it's going to cost them a lot of money. By all accounts, it's costing an absolute fortune, and they're on the hook for more money if if it doesn't come to pass, penalties and things like that. That's what I've been told, and uh, so the also council are. are it's going to be a turbulent few years. Yeah, it's a tough I, time to be taking over any job. I in happened to be up in Belfast um, one of the evenings this week with doing something with the Antrim County Board and I, I seen the PRO showed me, Sean Kelly, a video of a drone flying over casement. It is a horrible sight. Yeah. There's trees growing. Mm. There's trees growing in the pitch in casement park. Unbelievable. It's, it's, Unbelievable. it's so sad. It is sad. And you know what? There's probably no other uh, county in Ireland that is so dependent on its club grounds or its county grounds as yeah. Antrim is. Like it's a, it's it couldn't be any more serious a situation for Antrim because space is so limited there, and the nationalist community that's involved in Gaelic games are gener- apart from we'll say up in the Glens and um, Cargan and that area, and then down South Belfast now, remember Joe Brawley's team, St Bridges is, and and Glen Gormley, they've kind of got got stronger but for the most part the, the powerhouse of, of Antrim GA is West Belfast space is so tight club mm-hmm. facilities are not particularly good like the mo- teams wouldn't have room for training pitches or anything like that well there's there's three clubs within a stone throw of each other so you can throw it from one you can throw a stone or kick a ball from one pitch to two other club grounds yeah St. I think Paul's it's St Paul's Rossa and St John's yeah like and you've other clubs there that wouldn't have really uh, their own field at all there's an awful lot of clubs there in West Belfast some of them are junior clubs and always have been I wouldn't even have a pitch mm. so they're really really dependent on Case and Park because it's in, it's in the heart of Andy Town the heart of their community and it's been ripped out of it Yeah, like it's whoever's to blame it, it's not good enough like it's well, really look, really bad the, the, the big big mistake that was made and I know this is a Cavan podcast but the big big mistake that was made was closing it 
while we're going to try to look for planet permission. Mm -hmm. You know, while we're going to try to go through the development plans on it, they should never have closed it. That mm -hmm. was their big, big mistake. Well, I, I have heard that, that there, were, there were flags raised about it at the time, but the decision was made to go ahead with the path they took. I don't know who, made, who was involved in making mm -hmm. the decision, but uh, it's... It's a terrible situation. But, and, and even taking it down to the simple ground level of it. So the reason I was up in Antrim was I was helping them launch Antrim uh, GA Radio. And um, we were talking about the logistics of how they're going to do it. And essentially they, they were telling me that they're playing in the Horland Kerry this weekend. And where the game is, there's no media facilities. There, there's, there's no covered stand, essentially. So they're going to have to stand on the side of the pitch and try to do a commentary. So for, from that point of view, even those small little logistics, it makes promotion of the game very difficult. Oh, unbelievable. It's, it's not even the, the, the obvious uh, effects, things like that, in terms of media and promotion and things mm -hmm. like that. But it's the image. Yeah. If you're a child and you're coming along and, and you're, someone's saying to you, you can aspire to, to play here. Big wow! There isn't even a stand. Yeah, you know, yeah. like compared to we'll say what's what's there is in other counties. Like in oh, we fairness, have in Cavan. Well, we have in Cavan yeah. is first class stadium. Like, and I would have been critical of it in the past because it's been underused um, for inter county matches. But it has got a lot more matches uh, in the last seven or eight years, mm. especially when Tom Riley's time as chairman. He seemed to have some influence there. And Kieran Callahan has done. And Kieran Callahan has done yeah. Trojan work. So like, you you do you do need that that sort of centrepiece, that sort of focal point of, of your, of the G, like when Cavan used to have their offices up at the road there in Breffney and there were pokey little offices like, and a, a few years ago they built new offices at the back of the stand and it's a proper, uh, really nice setup. Yeah. And like it was worth every penny they spent on it because it just sends out the image that we're a serious business, we're not just operating out of a pokey little yeah. back room here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that's a little bit of a side tangent we went on there, but apologies to, to the listeners. Um, Crush Law have appointed a manager after uh, Darren McCarthy has stepped away, and it'll come as no surprise that Jimmy Higgins, who was over the majority of this team coming through on the rage, um, has stepped in. Um, he's been joined by, and I think I'm right in saying it's Philip Smith, and I think it's Paddy Lynch or, or Porrick or Paddy Lynch um, I think those are the two in-club selectors that he's been joined with um, SNC Owen Maguire is going to come in who Jimmy would have worked with um, with under Terry Highland and I think Matty Midlean in for the first year for Matty's first year I think Owen was yeah Owen was still there Cribbon came in for the second year so the, the lads did have a very good working relationship the, the two boys so there's one surprise package though yeah, I broke this to you off air, so I yeah, let you break it. To the I list. just, I just texted him, <laughs> and how do you response? He did. It's Mickey Hannon. Yeah, it's going in there. He kept that very, very quiet. I didn't know uh, anything about it. Can't believe he didn't give the reveal on the last podcast. Yeah, or on the Celt even. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I texted him there and said you kept that quiet, and he he said a lot of his work is going to be video analysis. So because he's a busy man, he's getting married in July, and he's he's uh, playing senior football at Bally Bay. But look at. Uh, He's got an extraordinary football brain. Sometimes I turn turn around to him in uh, in the press box and I say, All right, "Tell me what's after happening there," because he 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 just knows the game inside out. Like I'd be the first to say, that. I wouldn't have a clue of the level of understanding he has of the game. Now, sometimes I think Mickey uh, can't see the wood for the trees, um, and I'd say that to him. 
And sometimes I think he, he goes too much detail. Like, and, mm. you know, I'm not saying he's guilty of this, but I always think of people who, who are relying on stats and they'll say, like, your pass completion rate is 20%, uh, which is which is bad. But you might have kicked in five balls into the full forward and he he loses the first four, but he gets the fifth one he puts in the net. Your, your pass completion rate is 20%, but you've got that goal. So yeah. there, sometimes you're, you're, it's a simple game. Like Your score conversion was 60% then. <laughs> yeah, well, you could yeah. put it that way. If, it, yeah. if it's one for one, you get three out of the one. It's Yeah, like that's it. That's well, it. Mickey has but an extraordinary brain for football. Like. In fairness to him, I will say one thing, and, and I do know some people who are, you know, I, and I very much love stats, because they're, it's a matter of fact. You know, you, you can't have your opinions on them. Um, but he he's not he's not over reliant on stats to like he he could he can tell about flow. He can tell about how the game moves and 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 where a player without touching the ball has an influence on the game. And sometimes stats are just focused in and honed in on the ball. Yeah, I, th- he, I think he it's a very he really can. It's a shrewd, I think, move by Jimmy Higgins to bring in somebody like him because not only for the knowledge that he has but we sat down and we'd done a podcast after the county final and he was visibly excited about the way Crush Law play mm. and the footballers that are on the field and the opportunity for them to get get a, a taste of the knowledge that Mickey Hannon has and then for Mickey Hannon to get the work with players that excite him yeah, it's a win-win. I've seen him get. I've seen him get very excited about the athletic attributes of players. Like you'd, <laughs> see, you'd see a player, and he'd be like, "This guy's a special athlete," and he'd be showing, and he'd be telling you about his explosiveness and, and all that stuff. And it is very interesting. It's fascinating, like because yeah. he, he's. I mean, he's a great athlete himself. He's a very, very um, explosive type of an athlete himself. Like when he was playing with Cavan, he was very, very fast. Yeah, yeah. So um, sticky. Should have should have played for longer with Cavan. He was thrown. They threw the baby out with the bathwater at that point, and he was. He was. Uh, he was the only baby. A baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll take we'll take the a new nickname on him. We'll start calling him Baby. He he loves the nicknames, Mickey Hannon, Doctor Hannon. Um, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, look, we wish wish him the very best of luck, um, and I'm sure that the the people of Crush Law will be excited by the the management team that's put in place for uh, for 2019. So, um, on next week's podcast, what we're going to be looking into, um. So the the CCC under Angela Hamilton have released um, a number of decisions to be made by the clubs ahead of the the, the competition structures for 2019. And I think the two weeks, actually, I think on a previous podcast we were saying, geez, it's come out early or came out on, on Sunday night, Monday morning, and the meeting is on Monday. The actual meeting isn't on for another week. So there's plenty of time for um, for clubs to go away make their decisions as a unit and, and bring them back and present them to the county board. So um, on next week's podcast, myself and Paul are both going to delve into those decisions to be made and, and, and see what our opinions are on them. So that'll be an interesting one. And obviously we'll have a reaction from Cavan's, hopefully, victory over Galway as we yeah. go over in well, anticipation. Anyone that's listening here and, and saying, where's all the Galway chat? It's over on patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. It's for the diehards. So if you want to hear all of that, an extensive, um, I suppose, guess at the teams by Mickey Hannon, myself, and, and Paul Fitzpatrick. Yeah, over and an hour of analysis there. Yeah, on, on that one. So I think if you work it out at price per, per second or per minute, 60 minutes, and it's costing you $5, sure, you look at where would you get better value? Yeah, I mean, you look at it that way, you've got the rest of the month free. 
Exactly, exactly. And then hopefully, as I say, later on tonight, we will be revealing the team first on, on our Patreon service in around 11 o'clock. As soon as it comes to us, we'll be ready to record and we'll be sticking out the podcast with the Cavan team that will face Galway on Sunday over in Salt Hill. Thanks a million for listening to us on wearecavan.com and thanks to McAvoy's for their sponsorship, the Super Value in Virginia, supporting local jobs um, all year round and, and, and for many years now. Let us know on social media if you enjoy the podcast or what you'd like us to talk about. We're on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Cavan, yeah. Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap. And Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill. What a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah! Hurrah, yeah! <laughs>